0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to ForageCast, a podcast from Forage Genetics. Each month, we take a deep dive into alfalfa topics and address real on farm issues that revolve around alfalfa's integration into cropping systems. And now, here's your host, Emily Message.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of ForageCast, sponsored by Forage Genetics International. I'm Dr. Emily Message, technical support specialist with FGI. In this month's episode, we're going to be discussing Roundup Ready alfalfa with Dr. Dan Undersander. Dr. Undersander has an extensive resume, having spent many years researching alfalfa in his role as Extension Forage Specialist with the University of Wisconsin. He's traveled all over the world, consulting, educating, and researching alfalfa, along with other forage species. He currently serves as Professor Emeritus at the University of Wisconsin, along with continuing his consulting services, and we're fortunate to have him here with us today. So Dan, for growers that are interested in using Roundup Ready alfalfa, what are some management considerations that they need to be thinking about? You know, how can they maximize the benefit of this technology?
2: Um, well, the first thing is, is that the management practices for establishing any alfalfa, whether it's conventional or Roundup Ready or now the uh, uh, Harv Extra, are exactly the same. Uh, in all cases, we need a weed-free stand. Uh, we do need to have the soil pH be up in an appropriate range, um, preferably 6.8. Uh, we do need to pay attention to soil fertility, and then we need to place the seed into the soil at, at the appropriate depth, a quarter to half an inch and pack the soil over it. We then need to control weeds the first 60 days after seeding. So. Uh, All of those things are exactly the same, regardless of what type of alfalfa we use. Again, the only advantage with Roundup, Ready is we have more flexibility in terms of application of the herbicide.
1: Great. And you just mentioned the first 60 days as being a really important time period for weed control. Do you advise growers to apply Roundup in that first 60-day time period or a certain stage of alfalfa to get good weed control on any issues in the field?
2: Uh, yes. Um, a lot of trials have shown that uh, Depending on where you are in the United States, grassy weeds, or depending on your time of year, warm season weeds can come in. And uh, Roundup's one of the best broad spectrum herbicides for controlling all of those. I think oftentimes we don't realize how much damage weeds can do to the young seedlings coming up we also have seen a problem in many parts of the country where people do a fall seeding and follow a small grain if we don't control the small grain we're going to have four to six inch holes in that field the next year because each volunteer small grain is going to keep the alfalfa from establishing in those spots the other advantage is that it gives us much more options in terms of weed control cost effectively. And um, we'll discuss that a bit more. But the real reason thing is, is you can apply the herbicide at any time when you have a weed problem, instead of having to wait for the alfalfa to get big enough to the five leaf stage, in which case the weeds may get too big. So there's much better opportunity to control weeds with Roundup Ready alfalfa than with conventional
1: So Dan, what are some things that growers need to be thinking about in terms of growing Roundup Ready alfalfa? How might it differ from, say, conventional alfalfa? And how can we manage these tools to avoid issues such as herbicide resistance?
2: We need to look at stewardship and management of the whole weed control plan that we have. And frankly, that means using a number of different herbicides uh, both on the rotational crops and possibly on the alfalfa itself. Uh, we are running into some weed resistance. If we use the same herbicide as many farmers have been doing, Roundup, on their corn or soybeans and their alfalfa, eventually you're going to have Roundup-resistant weeds. So uh, a, a best recommendation, since there are more herbicides available on the corn or soybeans, is to try to control the resistant weeds there with alternative herbicides. But uh, in some cases, there will be need to try to control those in the um, Roundup-ready alfalfa with herbicides other than Roundup. The one thing I would say that I don't think we pay enough attention to is that Roundup really does give us a benefit to control winter annual weeds. Uh, chickweed and some of these that come up in the spring. Um, the non-Roundup herbicides are uh, difficult to apply to figure out when the alfalfa is dormant, uh, how we would manage that whole practice. And yet chickweed and, and uh, some of these other weeds can come in and really cause some thin stands and some weed issue problems. So. Roundup clearly gives us some good options for weed control uh, where we have winter annual weed problems.
1: And, you know, when we're talking about Roundup Ready alfalfa compared to, say, Roundup Ready corn or Roundup Ready soybeans, do you think there's an advantage to the Roundup Ready alfalfa because it is perennial and because we're able to harvest it multiple times that might actually be able to help decrease um, weed resistance occurring?
2: Well, absolutely. Uh, with, alf- with corn or soybeans, we only have one choice, and that's herbicides. With, uh, with the alfalfa, we have two mechanisms of control. Uh, one would be the herbicide we just discussed, but the other is the frequent cutting. There are a number of weeds that are problems in corn and soybeans that are never problems in alfalfa because we cut it every 28 or maybe even 35 days now as we look across the country.
1: So with alfalfa and trying to decrease this, this resistance that's building up, uh, you're saying alternate modes of action and also use your harvest management to help decrease the amount of, of resistant weeds that might be found in those fields, correct?
2: That's correct.
1: Is there anything else that producers can look at? Because we know herbicide resistance is a big problem across, across the country.
2: Well, the major thing, as I said, is to uh, pay attention and try to control the resistant weeds in corn and soybeans, which a lot of farmers haven't been paying enough attention to. Uh, We can't apply just Roundup on all three crops year round and expect not to have problems.
1: One of the concerns that people have revolving around Roundup Ready alfalfa is that there's a yield drag compared to conventional alfalfa. Do you see this as a real concern, and and where do you think this may have come from? Well, we
2: have seen yield drag in soybeans and even corn to some extent. But, um, again, I've run a bunch of trials over the years. We've had a lot of varieties, and sometimes we see that some uh, certain varieties do better than others, and it may be a conventional or it may be a roundup ready but there's no consistent uh, reduced yield due to the Roundup trait that we have seen.
1: And in my experience, I don't know if yours is the same, um, but I've noticed that in non-Roundup ready alfalfa, you know, some of the yield is actually made up from weeds or non-alfalfa plants that, that maybe increases that yield perception a little bit. Do you think that could have anything to do with it, just overall cleaner fields?
2: Well, that's a good point, because yes, in a lot of cases, what we see is uh, without Roundup, a higher percentage of weeds, and that will increase the yield a little bit, but it tends to be a lower quality yield, and in some cases, a less palatable yield. So uh, it's far better to go with the pure alfalfa as we're trying to uh, produce a good feedstuff for our animals.
1: Now, another issue that I've heard with Roundup Ready alfalfa, particularly in the West, has to do with um, Roundup injury or glyphosate injury when they're spraying it in the spring, when they're still having, you know, freezing temperatures or frosts occurring, um, and they're calling it glyphosate injury. Can you elaborate on what's happening with that? And, you know, should growers be concerned with it? Are there ways around it?
2: Yeah, it really, again, is just a management issue. Uh, we don't know exactly what's causing it yet, but clearly uh, there can be some Roundup injury to Roundup-ready alfalfa when it's planted in the spring. The um, frost injury is more pronounced if we have some number of freezing days prior to application, and that's a 32-degree day, not the 24 that we usually talk about for herding alfalfa, and uh, but... The, uh, the main way to avoid it is not to put it on when the alfalfa is four to eight inches tall. That's when it's most sensitive. So applying it two inches is safe. Uh, we can go up to four inches with a low rate. And then, of course, after eight inches. The uh, reason that we have run into problem in some areas is a lot of people want to wait to apply it to their alfalfa until the corn is ready. And because they're delaying till the alfalfa is too big, then they run into injury problems. So, um, again, there's no problem with injury to round up ready alfalfa in cool environments as long as you avoid spraying on first cutting, on first growth in the spring when the height is between four to eight inches. Don't spray then.
1: (laughs) And so spraying when it's shorter anyways usually gives you better weed control too, correct?
2: Well, that's right. Uh, so you can, because alfalfa is a little bit slower to start than some of the weeds do in the spring. So, spraying early will get all of the cool weather, especially the grassy weeds that might come up. And then, uh, if we'd happen to have something come on, we could uh, spray again to a later cutting, or um, we could use some kind of a soil residual herbicide if we know that we're going to have some problem that uh, won't be killed by the spray when the alfalfa is two inches tall.
1: Great. And and with the injury, too, it's only seen in that first cutting, right? So there's no injury that's observed, say, in second cutting or, or anything like that later on in the season.
2: That's absolutely right. It's uh, clearly associated with freezing nights, and that only occurs on first cutting. So that's the only time that we have any issue with applying Roundup to alfalfa. When we have freezing nights, avoid applying between a four to eight inch height.
1: And in one of your earlier answers, you you mentioned something that it's another thing I get a lot of questions on. Um, Talking about applying the full rate. Do you recommend full rate or, you know, a lot of producers kind of want to back off, maybe put on less than that 22 ounces per acre. Are they getting any benefit to that? Um, Or what would your recommendation be?
2: Well, Roundup is inexpensive enough that I normally recommend using a full rate to be sure that we take out all the weeds that are present. Um, The only reason for going with lesser rate, um, if you know you have easy kill weeds, you can save a little bit, but is it worth it? Uh, The real reason is, is if you've got cold weather and we're above two inches, we don't want to hurt the alfalfa. So when we're in the two to four inch range, when we get out to the field, then we might want to reduce the rate of that. But normally, I would recommend a full rate. Okay,
1: and that would actually help to uh, decrease herbicide resistance as well, because we're trying to kill the whole population and not leave any weeds that potentially persist, correct? That's correct. Another question that I commonly get, get a lot of questions on Roundup Ready alfalfa, um, but they want to know what the best way to terminate Roundup Ready alfalfa is. Obviously, we can't use Roundup. Um, so what is your recommended method, and how might this affect subsequent crops?
2: Well, actually, um, I recommend the same herbicide mix, whether we're terminating conventional or Roundup Ready alfalfa, exactly the same. Um the so we'd always generally use a a 2,4-D or um, a a dicamba product to kill the alfalfa and that will kill the roundup ready but I usually recommend still putting some roundup in because most of the fields when they're being taken out have some other weeds in them and oftentimes grassy weeds and so The dicamba and the 2,4-D won't necessarily kill the grassy weeds. So, again, uh, my normal recommendation for all alfalfa termination, whether it's conventional or Roundup, is a mixture of Roundup and 2,4-D or dicamba to kill the weeds as well as the alfalfa.
1: That makes sense. And does this have any impact with the two four D and the dicamba? Is there any plant back restrictions for any common crops that people might be planting after alfalfa?
2: I believe that the most common plant back is restriction is uh, something in the vicinity of two weeks, and so if we're doing a fall application, um, we can certainly plant the next spring without any restrictions whatsoever. Um, unlike many of the herbicides we'd use on corn that have, instead of two weeks, maybe a a 12-month to 18-month planting restriction.
1: So this should be able to fit in well to most people's cropping rotations and without, you know, inhibiting them in any way.
2: Absolutely. And uh, depending on the cropping system, there might be some advantages either way. But an awful lot of farmers... uh, do do a fall termination uh, of the alfalfa. The um, herbicides work very well to kill the alfalfa, uh, whether it's conventional or roundup ready. Um, The main thing is to uh, apply the herbicide before we have a killing frost of the alfalfa in the fall. And then an advantage from the fall kill is that we do have the roots start to break down, and then the nitrogen is more available sooner to the crop that we plant next spring. So we can terminate in the fall and come in with a corn or some other crop and have the benefit both of the extra nitrogen and the rotational benefit from alfalfa. The only advantage to spring termination is if we want to wait till spring to see what the stand is going to look like. Uh, But of course, when we do that, we're delaying planting any other crop in the spring. Uh, Some growers do want to take one cutting and then plant something else, and that is an option that works in some rotational systems. But generally speaking, a, a fall kill will make the rotational benefit of alfalfa more available to the crop that's planted the next spring.
1: So it sounds like spring kill is used in most cases when that stands kind of on the edge of of productivity and it may last one more year, may not. So they just, they're going to take a risk and see in the spring and make the decision then.
2: That's exactly right.
1: All right. Well, last question I want to ask you then. Again, with your experience with alfalfa over the years... What is the most important benefit of Roundup Ready alfalfa that you think a grower should know if they're considering using this technology?
2: We don't see any difference in terms of feeding the Roundup Ready versus the conventional alfalfa. Uh, The main benefit of Roundup Ready alfalfa is going to be in terms of the ease of production of a high tonnage crop of fairly pure alfalfa. And, uh, again, that uh, benefit and then the lack of need for using other herbicides that might reduce the yield and some of these considerations are the real reasons that the Roundup Ready is, is beneficial. And then, lastly, as I mentioned, uh, ability to control winter annual and certain weeds that are otherwise difficult to control. So. Uh, Not much different from feeding, any that we've seen, but a big difference and a lot of benefits in terms of the production of the alfalfa.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Dan. We always appreciate getting to chat with you about alfalfa. Um, Wish it was able to be in person, but obviously 2020 has turned out to be quite a different year.
2: (laughs) It certainly has.
1: Thanks so much for your time, Um, and we look forward to chatting with you again in the future.
0: Thank you, Emily, and thanks to you, our listeners. If you'd like more information about Forage Genetics or any of the information you heard about today, please contact your local alfalfa seed dealer or visit our website at www.foragegenetics.com. Until next time, thank you for listening. Because of factors outside forage genetics control, such as weather, soil, planting, and product application, individual results cannot be predicted or guaranteed by Forage Genetics International. Always read and follow all label instructions.